Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Kays and Trevor Koppel. Trevor, the fantasy football running back scene is looking bleak these days. There's more bodies down than uh, a graveyard, if you will. Uh, trying, to, trying to go with the Halloween spooky theme here. <laughs> Should we say a prayer for all the Brees Hall owners in the fantasy football world? Uh, yes, I would appreciate everybody's uh, you know, kind thoughts. Okay, well, uh, Lord in heaven, <laughs> I be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy Brees Hall be done. Uh, <laughs> a- amen and uh fast recovery to his acl tear all right now you all can drop him now now that now that's, that the father has, has right. spoken you're allowed to drop him off your fantasy team um but in all seriousness it's been a uh boy it was a tough week for fantasy owners we saw Brees hall go down um jamar chase got hurt mark andrews got hurt tonight uh yeah it's not it's not been pretty for a, a lot of uh just a, it's just injuries, man. It's been tough on the NFL right now. Russell Wilson's been hurt, although that wouldn't have changed anything tar- in terms of his trajectory in, in Denver. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, DeAndre Swift. I mean, I heard he's coming back this week, but he's been he's been out for a while. Um, Damien Harris for New England, and golly, yeah, these, these uh, the fantasy implications <clears throat> they really sting when it happens to you, especially if you uh, were uh, putting any kind of success together this year in fantasy. Um, but the Brees Hall one really stands out to me as uh, uh, just kind of a you know a, a heartbreaker situation uh, outside of the world of fantasy um, because he 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 really was in my opinion uh, front runner for offensive rookie of the year and us not even being at the midway point he almost certainly is out of the running already so. Yeah, it's sad. Um, you know, it's it's it, it, we have to hear news like brief Hall towards ACL. It makes you kind of wonder um, what what could been, what could have been in terms of his future and, and the star for the NFL. Instead, we have to hear, <laughs> unfortunately, more at Russell Wilson reviews, and we have to review the Christian McCaffrey trade, which was arguably one sided. And if you watch anything on Sunday, you know that San Francisco overpaid for him. Is that fair to say? Um, I, I do think they overpaid a bit. Um, I think we'll see uh, better uh, from from Christian McCaffrey in the coming weeks. He had very little time to get brought up to speed with that offense. If you ask me, the uh, the 49ers really didn't need to force it so fast. Um, I, I think they should have taken their time working him into the game plan instead of uh, trying to put him, you know, just jam him into the game plan that first week. I mean, he got there on like a Thursday. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think you'll see more from him down the stretch, but, uh, the, the Panthers really cashed in and then they, they won. They beat Tampa. Um, yeah, they beat Tampa yeah. big division game, um, against the team that is, it's almost a foregone conclusion that Tampa will win that division this year. Not, looking quite that way at this point. So, yeah, it uh, it was definitely an interesting uh, week in the uh, NFC South. Yeah, yeah, it, arguably the worst division of all time. <laughs> one, yeah. one of them. It's, 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 it's very bad. It's very bad. Uh, it's surprising. I, I think what this, this last week we were talking about, what, 13 teams or something like that, or 3-3. Three and three. I don't know what the number is now for like 3-4. and four. 
uh, or four and three. I, I think it's still around 15 teams. So <clears throat> I bring that up as a cumulative measure when we talk about parity in the NFL. Parity is always not great. Parity could mean that there's a glut of average or middling in your league. And that's kind of what the NFL is. The NFC South is probably the, the example of middling or poop. Like, there's just a really deep, you know, clog in your toilet. And no matter how many snakes you use to get it out, they just keep getting eaten. <laughs> and at this point, the clog has turned into an overflow. And now you got to replace all the tile in your house, you know, or the, or the, <laughs> the plank wood flooring. So I, it's... You know, we're watching Tampa Bay and Baltimore tonight. Tampa Bay's up 10-3. Arguably a better team than what their record would say. I mean, they're still 3-4. and four, And they're, they're stuck in that middling poop, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think there's a few teams like that. Um, even the Ravens, I would have thought, were better than they've shown themselves to be this year. But they're... they're they're still that team. They're up and down. They could they could win any game. They can lose any game. Um, but uh, man, I, I, this this is a primetime game that I would have been much more excited about at the beginning of the season. At this point, the way these two teams are going, uh, I, I I'm not sure either one of them is favored to win their division anymore. Especially not the Ravens. <clears throat> that not the Ravens. I, I don't think Pittsburgh I can, I think uh, I think with the way Cincinnati's going, I think Cincinnati has has my prediction to win that that division. Without Jamar Chase over the next four or six weeks, spoiler alert. Yeah, well, you know that there's we're the we're still finding out more about that one. Uh, I I do think that they're going to put him on IR, um, but I mean he could be back in four weeks. Um, Jamar Chase is a big part of what makes that offense work. Um, but then again, so is Mark Andrews for the Ravens. Um, and now he's battling two injuries, from what I understand, a knee injury and a shoulder injury. Um, so it's uh, it's just not looking good for the Ravens right now. Yeah, the knees are the shoulders of the legs. So that's got to be really tough. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a uh, – it's, uh, it's, I don't even know what kind of joke. That would be like, uh, what's his face? That's just silly, up. okay? The knees uh, are the elbows of the legs. The hips <laughs> Whatever you are the shoulders of the legs. Come on, they, come on. There you, go. there you go. I should know my anatomy a lot better. I'm a social worker. Come on here. Um, <clears throat> well, that's that's kind of the synopsis of this week. It's going to get a little ugly. It's going to be a little dirty. Is that why, Trevor, you would roast a rotisserie chicken, take the drippings, and turn them into gravy? Because you want something decadent in your meal. Is that, is we that, need, is that why? We need something, Rob. <laughs> we need something. Well, if you're in luck, because do you know what the waiver wire provides us, Mr. Mr. Koppel? Some gravy. Some, Some gravy, baby. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It's, a, it's beautiful. It's rich. It's, it's dark and delicious. And uh, it complements mashed potatoes and flex positions very well. Not only that, it fills in <laughs> bi-week gaps and it bridges the taste buds. That's what it does for your fancy football team. So, with that being said, let's talk about the waiver wire this week. I don't have, like, an instrument. I wish I could play something so we can, like, kind of transition this better. I got nothing. I'm terrible at audio editing. In fact, the fact that this show stays together the way it does is amazing. So, let's talk about it. So, with Brees Hall out, if you're one of those people who didn't, who doesn't have Brees Hall, he's just probably, I mean, he's out for the rest of the season from the sounds of it. I would say, and you have to bear with me here, I'm, I'm waiting for my numbers to get rolled up, that it's probably fair 
to look in some people out on the on the waiver wire. Really think about what your options are here. Now we could go with Michael Carter Jr. Of course, or Michael Carter. He's uh, the backup running back for the New York Jets. Um, we could look at James Robinson. We uh, had, um, Trevor and I had a spirited conversation about James Robinson before we came on the air today. Um, you could. Uh, I would say that he's probably owned in most leagues. And same thing with Michael Carter. So, in absence of any of those guys, I would say it's probably fair to look at guys like, well, he's playing tonight, unfortunately, the bowling ball, Gus Edwards. Owned in 56% of leagues. Um, he's going against Tampa Bay tonight. Wouldn't have been a good matchup to start him anyway because he's going against one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Um, but uh, a guy who's going to get a lot of carries... Somebody he's going to split time between him and what's uh, what's his name? I, I can't remember. Um, to, to do he's he used to play for Arizona. He's a running back. He was on Vegas last year, and I can't remember his name. But nonetheless, you don't have to worry about him. You worry about Gus Edwards. So if you're listening to this this week, plan a scene in your head to keep an eye on Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards for next week. Um, you love you Gus know, the bus, okay? When, Gus when, the bus, buddy. When he gets Bowling going, Gus. when he gets going, he's just really fun to watch. Um, and yeah, the way, the way this Ravens, you know, with, with Mark, you know, Mark Andrews is hands down their biggest offensive weapon right now. Um, and so with him set to probably miss a little time, uh, I think they're going to have to lean hard on the run game. Uh, so I like the idea of grabbing Ravens running backs that are available and Gus, Gus Edwards, um, he's, he's, I don't know if he's ever had a complete fantasy season, but when he's on, he'll win you games. Yeah, he's um, he's a bowling ball. <laughs> he's gonna he's, he's gonna knock down the pins, buddy. That's what is that's what he's out there for, right? To run through the tackles and get some yards, and he's hard to tackle. And that's a power running game up there in Baltimore. I say up there because I'm down here in Tucson. But nonetheless, going to the Carolina Panthers. Now this is surprising because normally I wouldn't mention any Carolina Panthers player and fantasy football. In the same sentence, but in this case, because you got to pick one, and you probably got people on the buy, and you're you're like, hmm, there's only 32 running backs in the NFL that start, which isn't true. There's more like 64. Not that they've added 32 expansion teams, but there's that's how they how it works in the NFL. There's a two running back system. So, Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, rostered in about 50% of leagues per per player. Um, <clears throat> you know, you could you could put them on your roster, you could put them on the bench, keep an eye on them, see what kind of what kind of points they're going to get week to week if they're worth a flex option, if they're worth an RB2 if you got somebody on the bye week. Um, I don't really know who's going to be starting, but I can guarantee you whoever's playing quarterback isn't going to be throwing the ball a lot, and they're going to be running the ball a lot because I think that's the only only way they have any chance of winning any game. Not that it's likely they'll win more than two or three, but if you want running back production, it's probably fair to look in either directions. So, little Carolina Panthers taste for you. I really don't have much. It's it's a It's a... It's a barren wasteland of <laughs> of running backs in the in the, the free agency pool. Just not a lot of proven names. And the last guy I really got here, his name's Jamichael Hasty. Um, he's a basically like a third down running back PPR play for Jacksonville. I, you assume Travis Etienne's going to be on the field a lot, uh, but he's behind Travis Etienne in case Travis Etienne gets hurt or he's just uh, something happens. They need a change of pace. I don't expect him to have a huge role, but. He's not rostered in any on any teams, and he's they're going against Denver this week, who's 17th in FPA for running backs, which means they're one of the worst teams in the league. I skipped quarterbacks, and I want to circle back around because we mentioned him on this this podcast before. He's one of our favorites. He's none other than the Red Rocket, the Double O, 
the the, the Cougar Magnum, Andy Dalton, <laughs> and <laughs> rostered in twenty five percent of leagues. He's going against Las Vegas this week. They're one of the worst, the the worst team in FPA against quarterbacks. Uh, I don't have like crazy stats for you to sort of, sort of support that, but Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry might be back this week. Alvin Kamara is going to play. I mean, the guy had four touchdowns. What they played? Who they played last week? Uh, Arizona, right? Three sixty-one, four touchdowns. At Arizona. Arizona's decent, a, a decent defense. I, I thought he played pretty well considering they were down most of the team, most of the game, which maybe is a reason why he put up so many fantasy points. But nonetheless, um, look, a guy that can get you seventeen or twenty points this week. He's a streamer. If you're like me, you didn't pick a running back in, in the draft, and you're constantly living on the streamer, streamer side. Then he's a guy worth looking at. I think Andy Dalton could actually be a pretty good play. Maybe like a, a QB 11. Um, but I'll, I will be honest. I mentioned Matt Ryan last week as my pick, and then Carson Wentz the week before to be a waiver wire. Neither of them are starting, and Matt Ryan lost his job. <laughs> so I don't have a good track record with this sort of stuff, at least for quarterbacks. Every other position I'm pretty much spot on. But uh, quarterbacks I kind of struggle with. Like one of our favorite coaches in the NFL, Bill Belichick, which we'll get into later. Here's a guy that performed really well on Monday Night Football, speaking of Bill Belichick, Justin Fields. It's a you know it's an offense that's coming around for him. He's getting really used to the play calling. He's starting to understand his role more. And in the last three weeks, he's been a, a, a QB fifteen. So I I really like the uh, the path that Justin Fields is on right yeah. now. Um, you know, if you're looking at wins and losses and numbers. Uh, they they don't tell the whole story. When you watch the Bears play, <clears throat> Justin Fields, he's playing good football. It's just going to get better. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely you know matchup dependent in the world of fantasy. But uh, Justin Fields, I in my opinion, if he can stay healthy and they can keep building this team, uh, he's got a bright future in this league. <clears throat> um. Fifth in, in FPA is Dallas, so he, he, I think Trevor hit it on the head. It's matchup dependent, but he's rostering 31% of leagues. He's he's a QB2, maybe a, a fringe QB1 at times, depending on who he's playing. I think he's worth the roster spot. 31% of leagues, Justin Fields. Um, a guy that a lot of people sort of let go of early, and I think that could come back to bite him a little bit, especially later in the season when he's starting to get, figure out this offense more and more. So I'm not sure where to go with this one, but I want people to kind of keep an eye on this a little bit. Um, Sam Ellinger, <laughs> 27th is F- in FPA is Washington. This guy gives me Taylor Heineke vibes, and I'll tell you why. He's small, <laughs> he's scrappy, and he's come. He's got a great story. He played at University of Texas. He always came up from like the bottom of the depth chart. Always won that 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 quarterback battle. He's a he was a starter in the Big Twelve. Um, look, I, I'm not saying he's going to light up the the the, the night. Coming in, but he takes over Matt Ryan. They got a, a three really good running backs in that team. They got Michael Pittman. They got Alec Pierce. They got a really good offensive line. I don't think you can sleep on Sam Ellinger. I think if he has a big week against Washington, this could sort of sort of propel him to be like a QB fifteen conversation moving forward. And you definitely can get him in any league you're in right now, no doubt. Right. Uh, I think he's. And I, I think you're right. If you've got space to stash somebody, this this could mm-hmm. pay off big. Um, I, I was talking earlier in the week, um, these, these quarterbacks that don't just come into the league as first round draft picks and, and have everything click, um, you know, they're, they're still NFL quarterbacks. You don't, 
you don't get to be a third-string NFL quarterback if the potential to be an amazing quarterback isn't there. So you just you just gotta pick these guys up, <clears throat> put them put them deep in your in your bench, and just uh, you know you're you're rolling the dice on these guys, and uh, you know. That, that's that's why we play fancy football is so that we can get lucky and then tell everybody that it was, you know, our fantasy skill that uh, <laughs> that led to this success. You know, put them on your bench. You might be really glad that you did. Yeah, I, I think I think it's worth stashing them. I mean, who else is going to be on your bench? You probably will never start him. But what if he does have a good string of games and you're like, I remember that one time I listened to football in general with that really handsome guy. I had a really deep voice and. He swooned me um, into picking up Sam Ellinger, and he was right. And what did I say about Deion Jackson? I said that. Kenneth Walker, Taysom Hill. I don't think I've ever missed, except on quarterbacks. That's about it. So maybe I'm wrong, but I was right on everything else. So um, for the record. Uh, okay, mentioned this guy last week, wide receiver Wandell Robinson. Uptick in targets. Uh, six catches on eight targets last week against Jacksonville in the first half. He had four and five the week before. His his usage is going up. He's available in 39% of leagues for the New York Giants. Marquise Goodwin. This one's interesting because this is a guy who's really he's he's broken out the last two weeks. He's a veteran. Um, he's a burner. He gets open. He's got really really good feet in terms of running routes. He's a, he's available in all the leagues. He's got two touchdowns in the last two weeks. He starts opposite Tyler Lockett, so there's going to be a lot of space for him on the outside. DK Metcalf is hurt. I I'm not saying you pick him up, but look. I think he's a good look at. I don't think he'd be a bad flex this week against New York, to be honest. Um, and then this is one. Is, this one was interesting. I, I didn't know he was back. I didn't even know he was really hurt. Van Jefferson for the Los Angeles Rams roster in eight percent of leagues going against San Francisco this week. Twenty second in FPA is San Francisco means they're bottom ten in the league. Uh, Fifty catches, almost nine hundred yards last year. Six touchdowns, eighty nine targets. This is a guy that you might get like a top 15 receiver in free agency because somebody dropped him or didn't draft him or nobody knew really what his status was until he gets activated off the IR. And it's a team that desperately needs some more playmaking opposite of Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson because we haven't seen anything from any of those guys uh, outside of Cooper Cup, you know, so or Tyler Higby. Um, I think Van Jefferson's worth a pickup. If you got him, pick him up. I mean, what's the who else is on your roster that you think you're really going to need? There, like Elijah Moore, uh, what's the what's his face from uh, Garrett Wilson? You know, I mean, I'm just I feel like I'm singling out New York Jets players, but um, yeah, a couple guys I think I think are worth worth putting on your roster, especially Wondell Robinson. That that would be a f- fantastic pickup. My yeah. last one, drop, defense. drop that drop that second defense you're holding on to. You know, I mean, everybody's got totally a defense that they can rely on, and then they also have the Steelers' defense because it's good, but it never actually does well in fantasy because they've got no offense right now. Go ahead and drop the Steelers' defense and pick up one of these guys, my guy. My guy. Last one. Speaking of picking up a second defense, Tennessee Titans, 50% of the leagues they're rostered in. They're going against Houston this week. Expect them to have at least 10 points. If you can play them, if you're like me and you had Tampa Bay go tonight, I start them instead, or you have like Minnesota going against Arizona or some team that is normally like top 10. Look, it's fan, it's it's a fancy defense. I'm not saying they're going to break the bank. Sometimes there's a difference between you winning a game and not, though. Um, this could be one of those weeks where you pick up Tennessee on a, on a flyer, and I'm getting you 10 or 12 points, and you win your game by a couple points. And then you, you look at your boy and you say, wow, you are handsome. Anyway. <laughs> 
this let's do some games my guy my let's guy do it. The, the 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 london game this week we're back in london um we have the denver broncos at the jacksonville jaguars a two and a half pay for the two and a half point favorite to jacksonville over under 39 and a half let's ride let's ride trevor let's ride let's, all the way across the pond let's ride to 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 london yeah, I'm going to have to take the home team here, going with the Jaguars. Um, looking at it right now, it's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I take them to, to beat that. I think they win by at least a field goal. Um, unfortunately, probably more than that. Um, the the Things are just not right right now for the Broncos. Um, and the, the London game is a humbling destination for the teams that end up playing there. I think it's a great thing. Um, I know the fans there love it, but uh, I, I think it spells disaster for a team that doesn't have their stuff figured out going into it. Um, that being said, the Broncos also have an extra two hours of uh, jet lag uh, to deal with. So I, I'm very confident taking the Jaguars in this one. <clears throat> it's a week to see if Travis Etienne can be a running back one for you all out there in fantasy world. If you're like me, you drafted him 48th overall. He was like your third or fourth pick in the draft, and you hate yourself. And you've been going to therapy for the last two and a half months because of how much you, you, you are shamed for picking Travis Etienne. Now he's a running back one on, on Jacksonville, and you're going to see if this is the week where he actually becomes a running back one. He, last three weeks, he's got 18 points every game. I still haven't started him because I'm still skeptical. I'm scared, very scared. But Jack Denver allows an average 23 fantasy points per game to running backs. They're the lowest, stingiest defense for quarterbacks, only nine points per game with a four-touchdown, three-interception ratio. I think that might be the lowest all-time at this point in the season. Like, their their secondary is very good. I wouldn't start Trevor Lawrence, but i give Travis Etienne a start. And I would also say, you know, these London games are finicky. There's always somebody that comes up as a hero. I don't know. You know, Cortland Sutton's due for a big game at some point here soon and I feel like Russell Wilson they they say this is a get right game I think Trevor and I both hate that phrase but I mean this would be an opportunity for him to turn some things around you know and stop doing jumping jacks or high knees in the freaking airport well there's there's two teams in the league right now Broncos being one of them that I I just have no confidence in until I see something Um, I'm well past the point of oh this is the week that they get it figured out No, no this is week eight and it's been garbage the whole time. So until I see it, the Broncos are the underdog for good reason. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's, it's, it's well worth um, – it's, it's just well worth the two and a half to Jacksonville. So it's kind of like a nice story if you, if you pay some money and you might win something here, you know, because Jacksonville is probably higher, a higher uh, favorite than any of us would expect in a London game. But this is technically like a home game for them. So – Chicago, Chicago Bears at the uh, Dallas Cowboys, 9.5-point favorite. Dallas over under 42.5. This is the Chicago team that's proven they can hang in tough with some really difficult teams in play. Um, that's right. And so, I so, mean, when it comes to this one, I am going to take Dallas to win, but that 9.5 points, I don't like it. I'm taking the Bears to cover the spread. Um, they're playing really good football right now. They've got some momentum coming out of last week. Um, you know, Foxborough is not an easy place to go on the road and play the way that they did. I think they have another good road week against the Cowboys. I don't think they come away with the win here, but I like them very much to uh, keep it closer than nine and a half points. Uh, I'm going to take the over on the 42 and a half, but I got to take the Cowboys to win at home right now. 
you know, it's a start for, for Tony Pollard and uh, Zeke Elliott because FPA for Chicago is uh, they're one of the worst teams in the league and it's running back. So um, highly recommend it. It's a get-right game for Dak Prescott. He's going to keep keep getting that – keep shaking off that that rust. But uh, Chicago's been stingy, man, the secondary. One of the one of the best teams in FPA against quarterbacks. And I uh, can't remember his first name, but Javon Brisker, I think is what it is. Um, good safety back there. Jalen Johnson's a pretty underrated – cornerback and here's a little underrated story for you they traded Robert Quinn to Philadelphia earlier this week so I, I expect Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott to have more yards because nobody's on the edge to defend yeah it's gonna it could get kind of ugly on that end for Chicago all right it's a Arizona Cardinals a Arizona Cardinals and Arizona Cardinals at the Minnesota Vikings three and a half point favorites in Minnesota over under 49 Minnesota coming off a of bye week yeah, yeah, you know, Call of Duty comes out this weekend. So. <laughs> right. <The> Call <laughs> Could of be Duty's a long weekend definitely. for Kyler Murray. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, as a Vikings game, this one, you know, I, I'm glad we're playing at home, but even so, the Cardinals uh, scare me a little bit. I, I, I think they are the, the Ravens of the NFC in that they can they can win any game that they're in. They can lose any game that they're in. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota to win at home. Um, it, they've got a, a big home field advantage at that, that, uh, us bank stadium, but, uh, the Cardinals with, uh, with Deandre Hopkins back are looking pretty, pretty good right now. So I do, I like the spread three and a half. Cause I think this will be a close one. Uh, I'm going to take the over on the 49 and a half, but, uh, end of the day, I'm going to take the Vikings to beat the spread. I like them to win this one by at least four points. Call of Duty came out this weekend. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Uh, yeah, Kyler Murray might be in in trouble because he he might stay up late playing Call of Duty. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I sound like an old man, you know. He's been playing the Call of Duty all night, you know. Can um, you can you imagine though? Because everybody knows this narrative right now. Everybody that that keeps a sharp eye on the league, and uh, and and Kyler has to know that. So, if Kyler Murray were to completely forgo the new game, focus all week. Study film, get to bed early, and not look good in this game. Oh man, because if he doesn't look good in this game, that's going to be the whole story. That's going to be the only thing that people point to is, oh well, Call of Duty came out. What did you expect? So he's kind of kind of backed himself into a corner with that one. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say other than you know, I'm a fan. So Kyler, Kyler Murray, Murray, I know you're so. listening, Kyler. So what I'm trying to say is. You might as well just stay up all night playing Call of Duty. You know what I mean? Don't don't watch film on the on the uh, Purple People Eaters. Just uh, have a good time. <laughs> yeah, you got nothing to lose, right? Um, look, it's a start for Kirk Cousins this week. Justin Jefferson, you're coming off a bye. I think it's I think it's going to be a big week. I mean, FPA for Arizona, they're one of the worst in the league, and Minnesota is arguably one of the best. So uh, even if Kyler Murray, if you know, if Call of Duty didn't come out this weekend, I uh, would still be skeptical. Although with DeAndre Hopkins, he looked like a better player. So, I, although who, who wouldn't? Uh, I, I, I loved watching loved watching DeAndre Hopkins yeah. last week. I mean, he's yeah, he's such a competitor, and uh, he, you you see him give a hundred percent effort on every single play. Um, and I win or lose, I think he's going to be a big factor in this game. No question. That's um, kind of my fantasy minute. I this is a tough one to pick, but I, I don't really know. It's I don't have any like under the radar guys. I just think it's 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 going to be a quarterback driven game. Um, that's why I would start 
either, but you would normally do that anyway, <laughs> especially with Justin Jefferson. I think the underrated guy here might be Irv Smith. Um, I think there's some room in that Arizona defense underneath for him to play well, especially with, I think, Buda Baker is a little shook up. Um, yeah, and Call of Duty comes out this weekend, so I mentioned that. <laughs> in in New, case you guys missed it. <laughs> New, New England at New York, two-and-a-half-point favorites in New England, 40 over-under. This is interesting because the Jets have really played pretty, probably the best defense in the NFL the last like three or four weeks, and they're an underdog to the Patriots at home. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really know what to say about New England. They kind of outdid themselves last week by just by starting Mac, but then playing Zappy Fever. And um, we all saw what happened. It was probably one of the, one of the more bizarre things you'll ever see in an NFL game, ever. You know, um, and I, I'm not really sure how to even react to it other than it's uncharacteristic of Bill Belichick to second-guess himself ever. And it's, it was telling to watch that unfold, you know. And, and the, um, the, the crowd. The crowd was, was vicious, you know. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. Fireman Ed, you know, he's out there in New York hoping that they get a win this week. I don't think it's a very fancy relevant week for anybody, so I'll just kind of kick the ball in your court, Trevor. No, so yeah, um, you know, I, I've got uh, uh, Robinson in a, a couple of leagues. Um, I'm not ready to put him in my starting lineup. Uh, this is definitely a let's see how the Jets do with him type of scenario. Um, man, I, I, I like so much uh, about what's going on with the Jets right now. But uh, and uh, on the other side of it, the Patriots are really hard to figure out at the moment. Um, I, I do like the way the Patriots are playing defense. Last side being a big, or, sorry, last week being a big exception to that. Um, man, uh, I it this is one of those where it's really difficult to say why my gut agrees with Vegas on this one. I think that this is a New England victory. Um, with a two and a half point spread, I have to take the Patriots to beat the spread. Um, you know, most, most games are decided by three points or more. So, uh, I like the Patriots here, the 40 and a half over under. That's a tough one. Um, and man, is Vegas getting really good at these over unders? Um, I'm going to take over on this one because I do think that the jets are going to stay competitive in this. Um, and, and honestly, I won't be surprised if the Jets, uh, win here, but they just, it just feels like a return to earth week for the Jets. Um, especially without the centerpiece to the success on their offense. And that's Brees Hall. Um, you know, they, they traded for Robinson. That's great. Um, best of luck to him, uh, in terms of my own fantasy success. I hope he just crushes it. But, uh, but I can't predict that. Um, Brees Hall, we knew he was a special player coming out of the draft. Uh, you, you've heard us talk about him ever since he was drafted. And, uh, and he's gone now. Um, and I think that that's going to have a, 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 an effect on the entire offense, even uh, you know, the comfort of the quarterback. So i got to go with the Patriots in this one. Okay. Um, Pittsburgh. Well, no, let's, let's save that one. <laughs> San Francisco <laughs> at LA, the Battle of Pennsylvania. I'm sure everybody wants to hear about that. San Francisco at at LA, um, one and a half point favorites in San Francisco over under 42 and a half. I mean, you got to figure if either team loses this game, especially San Francisco, it's not it's it's probably not gravy for them. 
Um, in LA coming off a bye, you would think they would have the advantage here. It's um, one and a half point favorite to San Francisco. Wow, I'm not really sure what to say about this. You know? Yeah, I. Yeah, it's a tough one to call. I mean, th- this is a tough one to call. That one and a half points might as well be an even even spread. Um, I like taking the over on the 42 and a half in this one. I feel confident there. Um, they they are two good defenses, um, but mm-hmm. I do think that these. I think both these teams are ready to run the ball and move the ball downfield. Um, this I, I think this is going to be my first technically upset of the week. I got to take the Rams here at home. Um, it, it, this this it's early in the season to talk like this, but it feels like a must win game for both of them. Um, it is a division matchup. Uh, sitting at three and four and three and three. Um, I just, uh, I like where the Rams are headed right now. I think the 49ers are going to be a really tough team later in the season when they get, you know, they, it wasn't that long ago they had 11 starters out. Uh, I think that number is down to eight. But uh, as they get healthier, I think they may be the best team in their division, but not this week. Um, I got to take the Rams at home. I, did you say under by chance? I said over. Okay, I think it's an under, but that's just me. I, I think, yeah, LA coming off a bye. I don't really know if they know where they're at still, and getting Chris McCaffrey kind of in, integrated. I, I was looking at some of the the confidence numbers and some of the fantasy football football stuff in this game. I, I mean, obviously, you're going to start who you're going to start for obvious reasons, like your Cooper Cups and everybody else of the world. That I don't need the name Debo Samuel. You know him if you listen to the podcast. I don't know, man. It's a it's an NFC matchup. It just it seems like a slugfest. I don't think either quarterback is really able to push it above twenty on either side. That's just my opinion. I'm not going to pick up the game, but I just don't think it's going to be fantasy relevant for anybody outside of just your your regular ones because of that under. So, so. I, the the person I think could, I mean, he he's kind of sneaking back towards fantasy relevance, and that's uh, Henderson. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, uh, especially if you've got him and, and you, you, you know, you're debating which, which, uh, running backs to put in your lineup this week. I think Henderson is a really good flex option this week. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a LA offensive line. That's probably gotten more continuity as the season's gone along. You know, so I guess that's why they're three and three, but ugh, I don't know. It's just, it's not like an exciting game. I think it's like NFL, like the, the game of the week. America's game of the week, Fox, you know, freaking Fox, whatever, you know, it's not my, um, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little rough to watch. That's just my opinion. I don't know why. I have a gut feeling about it, you know, football guy here. Speaking of football guy here, this is the seventh week, eighth week in a row that the New York Giants are an under, uh, excuse me, are not the favorite, but they're the team, the, they're, uh, they have the team, a, a better record than the team they're facing. I, I got it out finally. The Giants, the the G men at the St. Louis at the St. Louis Seahawks. Well, I wish they were in St. Louis. The Seattle Seahawks, three point favorite of Seattle, forty four and a half over under. Boy, you got to you know at some point Vegas has got to side with New York, right? I mean, what what's the point other than they got betters in New York? Do you think there's like there's some underground thing going on that they just keep putting New York as like the underdog 
and then they keep winning and people keep making money. There has to be something here. <laughs> it's uh, a conspiracy. Why, <laughs> <laughs> why else would this keep happening week to week? I mean, they've proven they can win games. They're all close. I get that, but it's also New York, and you know, there's a bunch of sloppy mafia guys that go to these games. So I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm just. I'm blown away by this. And I know Seattle's a good team, so I'm not denying that they, they're not worth a favorite, but it's Geno Smith. And I still cringe when I hear that name. So tell me there's yeah. something here I, I should understand. Well, and, and I mean, Geno Smith is a, another example of what I, I mentioned earlier. These guys that, that make it to the NFL, they, they were in the NFL to begin with for a reason. That's that the potential was always there. Um, I, I love what's going on with Geno Smith right now. I love what's going on uh, with the Giants right now. This this is a tough game for me to to break down because I really want them both to win, um, and and I have no reason to uh, other than I love the uh, the underdog stories here. I'm not a Giants fan. I'm not a Seahawks fan, um, but man, I, I love what these two teams are doing this week. Man. Seattle is still a really, really tough place to go on the road. Uh, they're two and one at home. The Giants are three and zero away. Um, the Giants seem to have a little more fundamental uh, recipe for success than than what they're doing in Seattle right now. Seattle's without DK Metcalf uh, for the first, you know, starting without him this week. Um, it, it, there's just so many things to, to factor in that, that pull me in two different directions. Um, man, it, this is tough. I, I can't, I can't just keep saying, well, the giants don't seem like a six and one team to me. Like I did last week, they don't seem like a seven and one team to me, but I, I gotta, I gotta go with, with what I do with these other teams where, you know, until the, until Russell Wilson shows me something, I can't pick him. Well, until I see something happen, I don't think I can pick against the giants this week. I got to take the giants to upset. This is a legitimate upset. They're, they're definitely the underdogs here. Um, I'm taking the giants to win this one. Um, the over under, I like the over. Um, I think we're going to see a, a good amount of, of back and forth in this game. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Giants to win on the road, keeping keeping the NFC East interesting. You know, it's a Seattle defense that's uh, ranked towards the bottom of uh, every category, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Um, it's it's interesting that the, <laughs> the Giants come in here with hardly any fantasy relevancy other than you know, Saquon Barkley's been the number one running back in fantasy, and Daniel Jones, who's been the 12th best quarterback in fantasy. So I think they're both worth the start, obviously. Um, outside of that, I you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a hero here. I mentioned Wondell Robinson. They have a tight end, Bellinger. I think he's hurt, though, for for New York, who's been really good. Um, outside of that, it's, it's kind of just week to week for New York, and they run the ball really well, and they get people in space, and their offensive lines played really well. So I don't know what to say about this game other than, like, you assume that Geno Smith's still going to be playing well. I love Kenneth Walker here because I think even Giants are, like, fourth in FPA against running backs, so they're pretty stingy. But Kenneth Walker has been a, an animal and rips off these really long runs. And, you know, Seattle's got two really good rookie offensive tackles. 
It's going to be a, kind of a fun game, if you ask me. It's over over under is forty four and a half. Yeah. I mean, New York's been pretty stingy, but that could get pushed quite a bit. You know. No, I I think I think you nailed it. This is going to be a really fun game to watch, uh, especially if you don't have any skin in it. Um, yeah. Whether it, yeah. whether you're a, a fan of either of these teams or have fantasy players involved, I think this is going to be a great afternoon game to tune into. Um, it may prove to be a lot more exciting than 49ers Rams. Uh, certainly more exciting than what I I would predict for the Commanders Colts, but I'm sure we'll run through that one quickly later. Um, yes. But yeah, I I I really like this matchup between two teams that I did not expect. I mean, even at four and three. The Seahawks have wildly exceeded my expectations for them at this point in the season. Um, yeah, they, they they traded away what appeared to be a franchise quarterback, and they got better. They're better this year. Um, it, it's just unbelievable. And now it looks like they're going to have a uh, a top five first round pick, uh, courtesy of the Broncos this year. So, uh, yeah, just really really interesting teams to watch in this one. The rich get richer. All right. Oh, yeah. Sunday night, Sunday night football, Green Bay Packers at the Buffalo Bills. Listen to this. 11-point favorites of Buffalo, over under 47.5. Okay, if you're trying to tell me, look, that Vegas isn't, like, run by sweaty, fat mafia guys, I, I don't really know what to say at this point. 11-point favorite, Trevor, to Buffalo. I mean, uh, you know, that's that's, come on, man. There's something to that. I mean, I don't, I don't doubt that New, that Green Bay sucks, but 11-point favorite with Aaron Rodgers on the road? Come on. I, I, dude, I, uh, there, there's some interesting things there. Even, even uh, you know, looking past the, uh, the rough season so far for the Packers, um, they, in fact, have never in franchise history won in Buffalo. Um, Okay, which is which is kind of a shocker. Um, I I I think I have to take the Bills to beat the spread in this game. Uh, the Bills are in that that rare space with uh, with teams like the Eagles and and the Chiefs right now, in my opinion. Um, where, but, but I mean, I I even would put the Bills above those other two in terms of how well things are working right now. I know they're five and one. Uh, so they're not the undefeated Eagles, but uh, I I think the Bills are going to cruise in this Sunday night game. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a tough one to watch, especially for the Packer fans. Um, it just it this is uh, this is the most lopsided matchup of the week in my opinion by far wow um that i i just i give the packers no chance um in terms of fantasy aaron jones maybe has a game for you um just on volume but uh i think i think the bills are gonna just march down the field put it in the end zone and uh and the packers are gonna really struggle to get past midfield I, I think this is going to be extremely lopsided, um, so much so that it's hard to take the over. Um, and this is a pretty low over/under for a Buffalo Bills game. Um, usually, we see it up above fifty points when when they're playing. Um, playing against the Packers, 
and and this is the other team. I mean, the 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 Broncos have looked terrible all season, they have, right from the beginning. The Packers looked better at the beginning of the season. It seems to be getting worse every week at this point, and now they're on the road against arguably the best team in the league. Um, it's just it's just going to be bad, man. Bad man. Yeah, a couple of really stingy defenses that that make this matchup like outside of Josh Allen and Aaron Jones and obviously like a few other players on either team kind of fancy irrelevant. So I, I think Stefan Diggs will probably play well, but they might shut him down with Jair Alexander on him. Um, you know, it's or Stokes, Eric Stokes, I think is the other guy for green Bay that, that really good corners. I, I just don't know what's up with green Bay. And yeah, you know, I, I'm, I might pick the under the, uh, you know, I might pick them to win this game. To be honest, I the might. Packers. <laughs> I might. Yeah, I might. I don't oh, think they're man, playing as that, bad as everybody thinks they are. I, I don't think they're would, nearly that as bad. That would be uh, that would be the upset. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you right now. It, it, I mean, everybody who listens knows that uh, that I'm a big Vikings fan, and that goes hand in hand with being a little bit, little bit of a Packers hater. Uh, but I think I do a pretty good job. Of uh, of putting that aside, giving honest analysis, um, but I, I don't know how many weeks I can say, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to pull this team together, and if if you're sleeping on Rodgers, he's going to make you pay for it. It's week eight now, and it's just looking worse. So, uh, just like with Russell Wilson, until I see something to to show me otherwise, it's just it's downhill right now for the Packers. And they're on the road against the best team in the league. I just, I, I would be absolutely shocked. Uh, that that would be great primetime football to see the Packers win on the road against the Bills right now. It really would. Um, but man, I I cannot tell people to put their money on it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep an eye on moving moving forward. So um, yeah, it's an interesting matchup. I just don't know what to say about it other than what you've already said. And there's no point in killing a dead duck here, but. It's uh boy, it's it's interesting. It's it's really interesting how how far the Green Bay's fallen. I just I can't believe that oh, that line that that just seems inflated for the, all the wrong reasons. That's the only reason I bring it up. So, um, but what do I know? Monday Night Football, Cincinnati at Cleveland, over under forty five. Cincinnati three point favorite, small favorite for a Cincinnati team that's just been boy. I mean. I w- I'd be curious to see what the line was before Jamar Chase got hurt. It was probably like right. five and a half or six. Right. I'd imagine. But, I mean, Cleveland's not good. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, not. and Cincinnati yeah. has played excellent. I thought they've been they've been really good the last two or three weeks. They're probably the third best team in the AFC. Uh, I would agree with that, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think the Browns have one thing working for them. You know, you'd be a fool not to start Nick Chubb in this game or any game that he's playing in. Um, but yeah, I definitely, <clears throat> definitely taking the Bengals to, uh, win, uh, three point spread. I'm going to take the Bengals to beat the spread and, uh, man, the over under on this one, 45, I think I'm going to take the under here. I just don't, uh, I don't see the Browns finding the end zone a lot in this game. Um, I think Nick Chubb might be good for one touchdown, maybe just a bunch of yards, um, but, uh, yeah, I think the Bengals win this one on the road, uh, take, uh, take firm control of that division in doing so. And, 
yeah, yeah, not. Uh, and, and so the interesting thing here is, what do the Browns do at two and six? Should they lose this game at home, two and six? Are you still playing for uh, uh, Deshaun, Watson. Deshaun Watson's return, and then just make the playoffs? Because two and six, I don't care who's coming back. It's really hard to make the playoffs in any capacity in the AFC. Um, so what I'm hearing are, uh, you know, uh, talk of uh, trading uh, Kareem Hunt. But then this is a Monday night game. And I think the deadline is, at what, Wednesday? Something like that, yeah. It's fast. It would be fast. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, uh, I'm almost more interested in the fallout from what I think is a very safe prediction to predict the Bengals winning. Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no question. Um, yeah, it's, um, boy, it's a really bad defensive line outside of Miles Garrett for Cleveland. And it's a big game for Joe Mixon. Not only we said that all season, but I think without Jamar Chase, they're going to run the ball. And, uh, if you have Hayden Hurst, I didn't even think about this till now, but if Hayden Hurst is available in your, in your, in your free agency, your waiver, you know, he's gravy, man. I think he'd be good. He'd be good. Pick up T Higgins all the way. Tyler Boyd. I mean, this is, this is going to propel some of those, those guys that you've been sort of fringe flex guys, basically the whole year or a wide receiver too. All, both of them move up. So, um, yeah, I think it's an easy Cincinnati win. I'm surprised the, the line's so low, even without Jamar Chase. It's strange. Vegas has been, been running by fat mafia guys for a long time, but it becomes even more evident, evident this week than ever. So we're going to go through some games real quick. Carolina at Atlanta, four-point favorites. Atlanta, 41 over under. Atlanta could be 500 after the end of this game, man. No, yeah. and, and I expect them to be. I, I'm, I'm taking Atlanta to win this one at home. They're, they're, they're kind of like uh, the New York Giants light. Um, they're getting a <laughs> lot out of their roster by playing really fundamentally good football right now. Um, the Panthers coming off a big week last week. I just don't think that it's going to be the new normal for them. Um, I do like their, uh, you know, their their running backs, uh, Chuba Hubbard and down to Foreman. Uh, you already mentioned them, um, but uh, but I, I think the Falcons win this one at home. And uh, between the Falcons, the Buccaneers, and the Saints, um, you got a real interesting race in what might be the worst division in the league. Um, but yeah, I, I like the Falcons at home this week. Okay, D- Miami at uh, Detroit, three and a half point favorite in Miami, over under fifty one and a half. To a tongue of Iloa, um, glad he's back. He, I, he should have thrown about six interceptions last week, though. About four of them got dropped. I don't know if you saw that, or five of them got dropped. Yeah, Some a lot crazy of, number. Got pretty lucky first week back. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that uh, even at this point, they have two of the top five leading wide receivers in the league in terms of yards. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, a plethora of fantasy uh, guys to start in this game. Um, if uh, if if uh, Swift is back, you gotta got to throw him in if, if you've been holding on to him in your bench. Um, the Lions were, I don't know if they still are, they, they were in the first, like, four or five weeks, the uh, top-scoring offense in the league despite their record. Um, so I, I think I understand the 51 and a half over under here. Um, the Dolphins defense has a lot of talent on it, uh, and, and it's winning them some games. It doesn't translate to really preventing the other team from getting theirs. 
Um, so I like the over in this 51 and a half. I think the Lions are going to uh, play play their play their hearts out at home. But uh, I do like the Dolphins to win this one on the road. Um, you, you know, it's a Miami do- de- offense, defense blah, 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 that's um, kind of bottom of the league in a lot of categories. You, you never know what could happen here. It could be a bounce back game for the offense for Detroit. And maybe Jared Goff's worth pickup. Who knows? Jamal Williams, Monterey Brown. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think there'll be a lot of offense in this game. Um, I do think the Dolphins overcome and, and, and take the win here. Um, that three-and-a-half mark is tough to call. Uh, I don't think I can take the Lions to cover, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Even so, uh, my money's on the Dolphins to win, and I'll go ahead and say that the Dolphins win by four points or more. Uh, and I like the over on the 51-and-a-half because, like I, like I said, the – I think the Dolphins have a great defense in terms of what they can do. Um, it, it's more like, uh, and this, this says, gets said more and more, uh, and I, I don't like it, situational football. I think they play good situational defense. You know, they, they seem to get the turnover when the team needs it. They get a red zone stop when they need it. But they give up a lot of yards. Ultimately, they give up enough points to keep these games close. Uh, but, but they win. Um, they win games. So, uh, so I like the Dolphins to win here, um, but I wouldn't hesitate from starting your Lions fantasy players. Yeah. Four more, real quick, Vegas at New Orleans, a one-half-point favorite to Vegas, over under 49. Yeah, so this is uh, another upset I'm going to take, only technically, again, it's such a close spread. I like the Saints here. I think the Saints are playing really good football. Um, I- I'm a little surprised to say it. I think they're better than their 2-5 and five record. Um, that their, their big problem is, uh, uh, getting someone really reliable at quarterback. Um, Andy Dalton, double O Dalton, gotta love him. He's, uh, extremely up and down, but the rest of the roster plays really, really good football. This is a team that believes in themselves despite of, uh, uh of what they're, you know, trying to overcome and, and what their record is. I like the saints to win this one at home. Yeah. Ten, uh, Battle of Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh at Philly, over under 43, Philly 11-point favorites. Um, apparently, Mr. Trubisky might play this game. You know, my uh, my older sister is a huge, diehard Eagles fan. Uh, but I remember when she just started watching football, and, and she took the Eagles-Steelers rivalry very seriously. And, and I thought it was funny because I said, they're not even in the same conference. Uh but she opened my eyes to this. It, it is a huge in-state rivalry. These fan bases despise each other. Um, and so I do think that this is a fun one to tune in for. Um, the Eagles are going to absolutely dominate this game. Uh, it's, in another, it's another 11-point spread. Um, I like the Eagles to more than likely beat that spread. I think they win this by a couple of touchdowns. Um, yeah, Eagles all the way here. Tennessee at Houston, two-and-a-half-point favorite to Tennessee, 40-and-a-half 40 over-under. Um, yeah, Tennessee, all of yeah. a sudden one of the best teams in the AFC out of nowhere. No, it's happening all over again. It's not no, flashy. They're 4-2. and two. Um, Texans, 1-4, and four, division game. Um, I, it, this is an easy one. I'm going to take the, take the Titans to win. Two-and-a-half-point spread. i got to choose them to beat the spread. Uh 40 and a half point over under. That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to take the under on this one. I think, uh, I think the Titans are going to play some good defense here. 
Uh, they're not going to be pressured to uh, to score a bunch of points to win this one. Um, so yeah, there you have it. Titans win in a in a low scoring matchup. Last one: Washington Commanders three and four at the Indianapolis Colts. Three point favorites to the Colts. Thirty nine and a half over under. The new Tyler Heineke takes on the old Tyler he- Taylor Heineke. Will the real one please stand up? <laughs> Will the real one please stand up? I think it's going to be the Commanders here, um, and I and I do think some things are falling into place for the Colts. Uh, I think this will be a competitive game. Uh, the three-point spread, to me, is a push. I take the commander. Well, no, Indiana's favored. Sorry, I'm taking the commanders in an upset. Um, I think they win this by a field goal. Um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think the commanders maybe should have had Heineke playing this whole year. Um, that's just how it feels to me. Um mm-hmm. And uh, I like them to win this one on the road. Uh, and that's not to say I don't expect the Colts to win some games this season. I, I do. I think, uh, I think that they're going to be better at the end of the season than they were at the beginning. Um, but, uh, but not this week. I like the Commanders to win an upset on the road. The Fighting Heineke's. The Fighting Heineke's. <laughs> the Fighting Heineke's are back. And, um, yeah, you can't, you can't help but not – you just love to cheer for the guy. I mean, he's just oh, he's yeah. a little guy. Got to got to love but he, the but he's got a lot of fire. Uh, the Washington Red Football Commanders. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. Um, another week in the books here, folks. We are football in general. You you obviously are listening to us. You must find us on something. Um, but feel free to leave a review, a like, a star, something that kind of get our name out there, or share them with a friend. Whatever. Um, you know, if you listen to us, at least just give back. That's all we can ask for. If there's 10 of you listening, that's 10 reviews. If there's 15, there's, 15, there's 15. If there's one, there's one more. Hopefully, you haven't already left one. If you did, sign in another name yeah, and yeah. do it again. And, and if so, you can't make up your mind, leave two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, why well, stop at one, right? So um, share the podcast, comment on it, say what you like about it, say what you don't like, whatever works for you. It doesn't matter, but... Um, Till next week, this is NFL Week 8. We are almost halfway through the season, which is sad to say. It's October 27th. Halloween is on Monday, and uh, keep rolling along, man. It's almost November, which is probably one of the worst things you'll hear for the NFL. That yeah, means, well, that is, that's, when, that's uh, when the season starts. That's, that's one thing uh, I overlooked. I'm going to squeeze this in here at the end. Uh, I think this is going to be a really fun week to tune into as many of these games as you can. It's the you know Sunday is the day before Halloween. Uh, so the, the fanatic costumes should be just at their peak. So I'm looking forward to that. Likewise, looking forward to a lot of things until next week. We're out.